Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Oh my God, we have so much fun on this podcast. It's not even funny. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we're talking about ways that you can make your auction or your fundraising event even better. Woohoo! Yes, and so we've got uh, Diana Duponchet back. Hello. And we've got Lori Mackay. Hello. (laughs) And I'm Jeff Porter, CEO of Handbid. And we want to talk today about. We're, I think in general, it's the whole, you know, silent auction 101, how to make your silent auction better. But I think we really want to start out by diving into item naming and descriptions. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you, I mean, we need to just discuss this. Like, we just need to like, what's your opinion? I mean, for me, I want, I want a fun auction, people. Mm-hmm. I want to open up an auction and be like, oh my gosh, this item looks fun. I want to do that. I want to do this. Oh! <gasps> That could be for my mom. I mean, I want to do all those things. And I want to think I can win it. Yes. So I don't want it to be priced so high that I don't think I can win. It's palatable. I want to feel like I can engage with what's happening. It's going to happen for me. Yeah. I'm going to be a winner, not a loser. Yep. Those things. Right. So, I mean, maybe one of the things you have to do then is start the item at a little bit lower of a starting bid than maybe you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Get uncomfortable. Yep. With a lower bid increment. Right. Yes. <laughs> so that people can get like emotionally attached to winning the item, like you. Because mm-hmm. once they start bidding on one item, typically my experience is they'll start bidding on more. Yeah. So you want more bid activity from people, not yeah. just one item. So get them started, get them going, let them see how much fun it is to bid online. Right. And then. Get notified when they're outbid, get all competitive. It's psychological. It is. And it's a game, right? Mm-hmm. I remember I was at this event once and this lady came up to me and she was um she clearly had been having a good time. Okay. Labations. <laughs> yeah. Labations. So, so and she's like, I want to show you something, right? So she pulls up this app and she's like, Okay, watch this. And she bids on this item, right? And then all of a sudden goes, you know, oh no, right? And it shows it like pink, right? Screen saying you're losing, right? And she's like, it's going to happen again. Watch it. She hits it again. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, you know what? I need to find out who's bidding against me on this item, and I want you to tell me how much I have to bid to win this item. I'm like, well, ma'am, I, I can't do it's that. kind of like it's not fair. illegal, ma'am. So I can't do that, but I, I can just encourage you to keep on bidding. She's like, okay. She's like, well, you know what? And so what? She goes, I don't even want this thing. <laughs> I just want to win. So I will tell you, it was it was cute. It was a kid's painting. It was like a childhood cancer auction, and it was a, and all the kids made these paintings. And it was a painting of a cow, and it's like a little square like frame. Mm-hmm. And she spent over four thousand dollars on it. I love that. <laughs> That's a great example <laughs> of a silent auction item that yeah. when you can get that emotional buy-in. And I love art and um, music pieces and art and autograph things that people feel like they have a story. And then if you have the ability to tack in there, maybe a video about the artist or something like that, that they can pull up and say, oh, this artist, oh my gosh, this is such something I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for the super cool video that's Mm -hmm. able to pop up while I'm looking at this item. So 
I love those kind of items. Well, and what you've described there, I think, is the important part, which is that you start to tell that story Mm -hmm. in the item so you can get people kind of connected to it. Yeah. Right? And that goes for a piece of art with maybe a little bit of history around it. Um, It can go for some sort of, like, antique, Mm. you know, and where this came from. Um, Or it can go for your standard stuff, like, you know, if someone's a collector, Mm -hmm. right? and, And we know this, right? I mean... We used to work with Ray Schulte, and and Ray was big time with a lot of hockey teams around, hey, you you have to describe the item in a certain way if you want a collector to bid on it, Mm -hmm. right? And he trained us on it, right? It's like, okay, so this isn't just a Peyton Manning signed football, okay? This is a Peyton Manning signed, like, Wilson authentic NFL football signed in silver Sharpie by Peyton. While he was holding his children. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And balancing on one leg. That's right. <laughs> and doing yoga. Right. And I remember the first time I ran into this, we were talking to one of our hockey clients, and he had he had copied me on an email, and it was um, I don't know who it was a hockey player, and they were they were game worn um, pants. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so his argument was is wow. I know this player wears this brand of pant these Bauer pants and these aren't Bauer pants. So I'm not sure this is really what he wore in the game. And then it came out that no, he wore them in warmups, skated around the rink in them, went back in and got into Changed his game into gear. His right? And so it's game worn. Right. And he's like, well, it's not really game worn. That's like warm up worn, hmm. but that's how much attention some of these guys pay. Yeah. So interesting. That's this such stuff. a good example. Cause yeah. I don't have that knowledge, but there are people out there who really care. They do. And they, ha- it has to be, those items have to be properly identified. Yeah. So what are the keywords in that situation? Authentic. If it's authentic. Okay. Okay, because you'll have replica jerseys. I learned all this, right? I'm okay. like, replica jerseys. Only or, say authentic if it's authentic. It's, or you're in big trouble. Yeah, that's yes. right. Because it, So it's either authentic or replica. Yes. Okay. So you'll see replica helmet. Yes. Or you'll see authentic helmet. Got it. Right? Okay. And then is it game worn or not? Yeah. But you don't really say that it's not game worn. So if it is, you say that it's game worn. Yes. That's okay. important. People like that. It's they wanted gross, someone though. to sweat so in it. That's so gross. <laughs> so weird and gross. But I mean, so do you great. wash a game worn jersey? I mean, I don't think you do. I think you're just um, like, this not is when that's got Sharpie on it. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna, this is, yeah. This is not Lori's. This is not my thing. <laughs> so my you, you say what color Sharpie it's in. You do. And oh, interesting. You, and you also say, um, isn't if, there a... If it has inscriptions. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then also like um, that insignia that people, for a lot of baseball items... Certificate. So let's talk about both of those. Okay. And we should do a whole podcast on... Yeah, this is just a... Authenticity of sports memorabilia or even music memorabilia. because so it's, it's a can th- of worms conversation that's, here. Yeah. That's a different <laughs> podcast. We should bring Ray onto that one. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm telling you, that is... There's a lot of fraud out there, just warning everybody on that. And so, for real. But anyway, so getting back to what you're describing. So these inscriptions, what is that? It's like they might put in there like Tom Glavin, HOF, and then the year he was in the Hall of Fame. So the player will write that Uh on there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're supposed to note what the inscriptions are. Okay. Um, And then you're talking about a certificate of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And those are important to get. And not only are they important to get – um, there's only certain people you should get them from. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that in the future, but mm-hmm. um, there are some people out. You'll, someone will tell you, oh, this was authenticated by these fly-by-night people, or our, you know, our company has X, you know, FBI, 
you know, signature analysts that analyze this, like, be careful with mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that are in this industry that are very familiar with signatures who will authenticate it, and you just kind of want their stamp. And if you've ever watched Pawn Stars, you see what they do, right? It's very similar, mm-hmm. right? I need to get my buddy to come down here and check this out and tell me if this is real. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of those Pawn Star guys has been on several of our um, web- oh, yeah. webinars in the past. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's absolutely true for, like, the sports stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to also how you describe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So – um, this is kind of making me think of other items like wine. Wine. Yeah, describing wine. Yes. So what? Three bottles of red wine is not a good description. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, it's a start. Okay. We know it's not white. Right. Okay. They're so. not rubber ducks. That's right. <laughs> and we know it's wine. <laughs> yes. Libations. Libations. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. We're at an event one year, and this is ex- absolutely the issue that was going on. And this lady's like, I don't know. We got all this great wine, and nobody is bidding on it. I'm like, well, let's take a look. And we're like, hmm, three bottles of red wine, six bottles of red wine, case of wine. How about we dive into this and see what these really are, right? <laughs> so I'm over there, like, looking through the bottles, and it's like, Oh, it's a 20 – we're going to create a little Pinot vertical here. We're going to have a 2016, 2017, 2018 Pinot vertical. Pinot vertical. Right? You're so fancy. Isn't that cute? So cool. Yeah. Yes. So, I love that. So so in other words, it was not a two-buck check. No. Okay. Well, always good to value it too, right? I'm the same guy that goes around with my little Vivino app at auctions and be like, what is this wine worth? Right. Uh-huh. So you can do that too, you know, just to kind of get a sense of what does this wine sell for in the store. Um, the thing about wine that's interesting is if you're getting wine that's like available in the store, people are going to figure out what it's worth and then you're going to have to go up against that. But if you can do something that's a little bit harder to get, maybe it's coming from, you know, a certain estate or maybe it's vintage wine, mm. then those might be harder maybe, you know, because they have to go to like a – you know, a winery and go and say, hey, can I get into your library wines to get this, you know, 2004 or whatever. But anyway, it's, it is. It's spatial. Spatial. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> That's spatial. what my people say. That's right. Yeah. So so it's a unique item. And then you're you're almost creating a wine experience around a Pinot Vertical. You do. Yeah. And so you can do verticals based on years. You can do verticals based on other types of things. But sometimes that's a good way to combine them. But you have to put in there the vintage You've got to put in there the varietal. Hmm. Um, I know hmm. maybe there's a lot of people here that, that aren't familiar with how wine is labeled, right? Because in France, wine is labeled by the region, but here it's labeled by the – or the here, the United States, it's labeled by the varietal, right? So here you're drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon or you're drinking a Zinfandel or a Pinot Noir, whereas in France you're drinking a Bordeaux or a Rhone, and, you know, and so you just have to kind of know what that is. But you have to give enough information there, just like a sports collector, mm-hmm. someone to read that and say, that is a wine that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's we, we've seen a lot of those mistakes go in there, and it's not even just in the title. It's in that description where you really need to – you know. Uh, you don't need to go in and go to their website and copy down their marketing materials about the history of the winery unless you want to. But really what you want to be able to do is go in there and say, this is a 2017, you know, Pauline's Vineyard, Kokomo, Pinot Noir. Okay. And then that's enough for people to say, okay, I can look that up. Mm-hmm. 94 points, you know, anything like that mm-hmm. that kind of gives mm-hmm. them. And, and let's do 94 points or 92 points from like Wine Spectator or one of those, not like the, you know, 
Centennial Colorado Wine Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Now, when you have an item and you don't properly describe it, you know, it impacts. It's not just for wine. It's like, are there are there fine print around expiration dates? Are there age limits? Yep. Um, you know, what are some other things? What are Can y'all think of mistakes that you've seen in the oh, past? Yeah. My favorite is gift card to Perry's Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. I had a whole auction yeah. of that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe two months ago. Mm. Two how, months ago. And people kept go? going, um, how much is the gift card? I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I had to go into the gift card box and I'm looking them all up and I had to go in and like update all the gift cards. And then they started selling like hotcakes, but I mean, you cannot just put gift card to to Perry's. Right. I mean, it has to be the price. Yeah. And I would put it in the title, right? In the name of the item. People window shop, right? So especially when they're in the app, they're, they're window shopping. And so maybe they'll say, "Mm, Perry's, let me see what it is. But better off to just say hundred dollars to Perry steakhouse. Yes. Or if you're like me, I window shop by the images mm-hmm. that somebody uploads. Mm-hmm. So I also like a really good, clear image of what I'm buying. Mm-hmm. And I don't really love images, though, of like a basket. What do you guys feel about oh, that? Especially Glory. when they're cellophane wrapped. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like because, you know, a lot of auctions will have these pre-made baskets with multiple items in them. So when I'm perusing the item and I'm coming from a perspective of a participant and not even as a coach. But as I'm perusing the items, I'm like, gift baskets just don't look cool. They, they're just they don't. in a little image. They just. I, I totally it's better than her. nothing. Yeah, That's what true. I'm going to say. What better would you guys nothing. do? Like. For me, if it's a school and it's like a basket from Miss Betty's eighth grade class, I'd almost rather see a picture of Miss Betty in her eighth grade class. <laughs> I don't know. And then have it written out. I don't know. I'm, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the dad approach on that one and say if this is like Miss Betty's like Yeti gift basket, I want to see the pictures of what's in this gift. I want to see the Yeti. I don't want the expensive yeah. item. I don't want to stare at Miss Betty. I want to <laughs> see the <laughs> okay Miss Betty and her Yeti basket. I How like did we get Betty. there? See, I like I the know. personal. I love thing. that. Well, well, I concur. I mean, I would say that is probably advice that I give to clients when they're thinking of like if they're a first time with mobile bidding, they need to understand the rules. It should look like a marketplace. Mm-hmm. It should look attractive. It should have a marketing feel to it. it, it get some people on your committee who have experience in that and go like oh this you can't put this item next to this item move these around you know those little things make a difference it's aesthetic but but from the basket point of view if it has a theme I go and grab a theme from the internet that Mm. if it's a spa basket I'll go find a picture of a lady who's getting a facial Um, that you have digital rights to use by the way thank you Jeff very much Now, now here's something that that happened to me as a um, as an employee at Handbid when I had first time mobile bidding with a new client years ago. This was years ago, and they did not get it. I opened up their auction one day, and I was like, "Oh my Lord, have mercy!" There was a car wash, and it was a picture of the certificate. Oh yeah, no, 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 of the car wash, and I, I, and then I kept going, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was flipping and flipping, and um, and I had to call them and say, listen, I, I'm going to give y'all some constructive criticism. And so I'm going to give you an example of what I've done. And so I moved the picture to a shiny, gleamy car that had, you know, 
um, just kind of water glistening on it and it was fresh <laughs> and clean. This is the image that you're looking for. People do not want to see a teeny tiny, I can't, couldn't even see it. It was right. just a gift certificate. So you have to think like a, like a marketing graphics person almost. Yeah. Yeah. And let's and and so let's also take that to other types of examples where the image just isn't gonna fit well yes. inside of a of a mobile bidding application on somebody's phone, right. right? And so the classic one of those was all these hockey sticks. Right? Oh, so we have lots yes. of NHL clients, and they want to. Hey, I am a big fan, okay, of showing at least the signature, okay? Yeah. But if you have a hockey stick signed by a famous player, show the photo of the famous player. Thank you. Okay? <laughs> yes. And then Make it a good as a photo. secondary photo, because <laughs> the collector's going to want to see this, hmm. okay? As a secondary photo, zoom in on the signature, and that's it. Everybody yeah. knows what a hockey stick looks like. Yeah. Okay? Right. So you don't need to get the entire stick in the screen, right? You can just do the... The important parts. And we do the same thing with jerseys and some other stuff. But, yeah, yeah images are definitely, yeah. I would say it's still possible to do the stick if you're really, if you you know, if you're kind of. It's just, a theme stick. I mean, I've seen Christmas theme sticks. Right. I pride agree. Ones, or jerseys like that. can right. be themed. But to Jeff's point, it is all about the autograph. I mean, it's really and the, player. and the player. So really highlight the things that you know your donors are going to be interested in. Right. If they were walking up to your silent auction, the first thing they're going to do is look for the signature. And that's the first thing they're going to do if they're going to look at that specific item. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we talk also about, you know, highlighting the people that have donated the items? Oh, so Lori, whether it's an organization, one. whether it's, you know... I don't know, a person or a family or an yeah. artist, uh, highlighting that as you can even highlight as one of your images, yep. you know, donated by the Miller family. And you have mm -hmm. a picture of the Millers with a cute little logo that you made, add it as one of your images for the item. So you can highlight the donors mm -hmm. and you can really honor those people that are helping to raise funds for the organization that is important to you. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, that's a great idea. Thanks, Jeff. I love that idea. That's Me why too. I work for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that she's coaching our clients and not me. <laughs> but, you know, really that. highlighting those people. I mm -hmm. mean, in, in, in software, you obviously have a place where you put donor, but also just mm -hmm. really highlighting that it was donated by a specific person yeah. and why. And art, I love, we talked about this before, creating a video about the artist, yep. or I've even seen organizations um, record the artist creating the piece Amazing. and use that as a video which is really 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 cool yes if you can do that especially for an online only auction as mm -hmm. opposed to a, something that's in person so yeah. and that's that's the case and one other thing since it's obviously visual stuff is a thing that gets me if you have stuff like jewelry if you have stuff like a purse or a fur coat will you please just put that on somebody in a picture like <laughs> Do not just Please, show a picture. I beg you. Do not just show a picture of somebody a purse. attractive. Yeah, somebody yeah. attractive. But if you show a purse, like I have no concept of, of how large that. it is. Right. right. Especially if I'm online only, I need to see it on Diana because mm -hmm. she's cute, and I'm gonna go, Oh my gosh, I love that purse. I need to have that purse. Right. Mm -hmm. I would never just look at a picture of a purse and be mm -hmm. like, I'm just gonna get that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of my scale. They tips. we're looking for scale. We're looking for wearability. <laughs> yep. Um, size, yeah. Well, and, some so, size. and that's a great example. I was searching for sunglasses the other day. This is not auction related, but <laughs> but to your point, like you can see a photo of sunglasses like on their 
company's website. But then below that, it was brilliant. They, you could upload your photo of you wearing that model of sunglasses. So here's nice. all these people wearing them. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that or mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely totally it's true. Key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's key. People need that to they make do. that. And not everybody, bid button. not everybody that's bidding in your auction when it is an online auction, okay, the delete the bid sheet thing, online, online auctions are not in person only most of the time you want grandma from Ohio bidding on an auction for the grandchild's mm-hmm. <laughs> auction in Texas mm-hmm. so we want the ability for everybody to have the same experience whether they're seeing the item in person mm-hmm. or whether they're seeing it online so you've got to be creative with yes. the tools that you have at your disposal so I want to talk about creative tools around naming an item we we got into this a little bit last (laughs) in a previous podcast and I feel like we could have kept going and going and going so I think it's worth bringing up again um my my personal view is I don't think every item needs to be so creative that you're just like what the heck is this thing I have to open up every item to figure out that you're saying you know Go go get excited. Well, what does that mean? Is this yeah. caffeine? Am I going to a race car experience? Like, come on. So it, adrenaline junkie. Oh, they yeah. drive me nuts. Yeah. Adrenaline junkie means what? We did an event once and every item was it was you know kind of music oriented, but every item was named after a oh, country music song. Yes, that's right. I know what I what option like, you're talking about. I need go rest high on this mountain. <laughs> all my exes live in Texas. And I need all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I so now if you don't know country music, you're like, who wrote that song? Because I'm pretty sure that's the George Strait guitar, but I'm not sure. Oh my oh. gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. It's a yeah. good example. I like some creativity. Yeah. Uh, I said this before. I like creativity around live auction items because you have somebody explaining the item and you can have music yeah. and you can have videos and you can have things on screen and it can be just really engaging and fun. Uh, we have one organization that just does it like beautifully public, like produced, not published, mm. produced live auction. Love that for crazy names. But I really lean towards, you know, like some simple names, mm. you know, for, for auction items and categories. Put George Strait signed whatever Gibson guitar. That works for me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I agree, but I think there should be two or three or four super clever names. Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not all of them, but some of them. Well, and we did that, right? I mean, so um, it's, it's a well-hidden secret that actually <laughs> has in the past completely built auctions from scratch for clients. And so we did the one. Remember, it was Dan and Shay, and they had two yep. bottles of Don Julio 1942, okay? And one of them had one shot left, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one was the full bottle, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> it's like, okay, do we bundle these together? Do we not bundle them together? We decided to separate them and see – and the one that was had one shot left was signed by Dan and Shay. Oh, I was like, yeah. why would you be auctioning off a bottle of tequila? Because they drank it. That I was didn't the whole get thing. That. Yeah. 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 See, I didn't get that initially. Right. <laughs> so, so they, we're thinking, okay, Ew. so what do you want? Do you want the one shot left? So you shared a, a bottle of Don Julio with Dan and Shay that signed it, or do you want the other one? Okay. So we thought we'd do a little competition. But remember, we called one when I taste tequila. Yeah. Right? So. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I love we that. We called the other one. When that's I, a Dan and Shea song, by the way. So yeah, that's why. It's if you're cute. country, not country people. And yeah. then the other one was called When I Tasted 
tequila. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's because that one was the one where all th- there was no tequila Where left. there's like That's leftover right. saliva from Dan re- and Shay in it. Do you remember mm. which one went for more? <laughs> the Dan and Shay signed one went for way more. Yeah. Isn't That's that right. interesting? Yes, because a bottle of Don Julio 1942 has a well-known standard on the street price. You can go to Costco and get one. So that one went for about that. The other one went for nearly double that because mm. it had their signature on it. You know, one of the questions I get a lot in coaching, and I've actually thought about writing an article about this for our knowledge base, was ideas of different category names. Oh, yeah. Because people really get stunted on categories, what to call them. Mm -hmm. And I think you can be a little bit fun in category names. Yeah, I agree. A little bit fun. Yeah. But different category names and and what kind of things go into those categories and like how many categories we should have mm-hmm. based on how many items we have. Lori, it's a great subject. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. What, so what is your advice that you give people? <laughs> oh, geez. It depends on the group. But I mean, I feel like you shouldn't have many more than 10 items in any given category. Otherwise, you're scrolling like, yeah. and please don't just put 500 silent auction items in a silent auction category. Yeah, that is so like, annoying. Break it up. Yeah. So some of the yeah. items. There's we, there's tool, There's mobile bidding systems out there that do that. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, and everybody's like, well, why, why don't you just have an all category? Well, because like, I don't want to scroll through 500 items on one screen. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can use search. Right. right. And search is a great way. You know, there's kind if of. If you know the name and if the name is titled appropriately. Or, or you know, so there's, you know, this goes back to my Yellow Pages days. Okay. So there's two ways that people find things, right? They browse or they search. Okay. So when you browse, you're browsing through categories, right? And the mm-hmm. categories help you organize items for people that are just flipping through looking for stuff. Right. They don't know what they want. Right. Versus, I'm a golfer, I'm looking for golf, I'm looking for wine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to type in wine, I'm going to find out what all those are, right? Mm-hmm. And then get those results. So you have to kind of cater to both groups. Mm-hmm. But categories, to your point, you can get cute with them. And I also think you can have way too many. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. As yes. much as you can just have the one, yeah. that's not fun, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think if you got to kind of find that right balance of, you know, Gosh, I don't know if I if there were more than ten or fifteen categories, I think you're you're overdoing it too. Yeah, right? and oh, I think totally. you have yeah. to look at your items and start to get themes yeah. of what's happening here. Oh, we have a lot of sports memorabilia. Well, do we have so many sports memorabilia that we have to divide it into baseball and football? I mean, that's mm. that's really we've seen that we have, yep. and then we realized at one auction that we had to do a bunch of different sports. Um, we ended up having a lot of of kind of signed celebrity memorabilia. We thought that would be fun to highlight if someone was interested in meeting with a celebrity that we could just say, go right here to this category. You can see all of these items here. So there was, there's a lot to think about. And do you call it food and drinks? Do you call it, you know, libations? <laughs> Anything that people are going to identify. Yeah. So remember that one event we did in Orlando, I think we had, 15 items or more from International Drive, which they call iDrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our category was called, like, I think it was, like, iDrive Experience or iDrive. Or Fun or, in Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it was just a list of everything that was there. Yeah. You know, so. Or, that's cool. Yeah. Or you could call it, like, the best of Austin if you're yeah. in all, you know, so if it's themed around your community. You know, there's there's just so many different clever ways to draw people in yeah. and get them excited about your auction. Yeah. Just be careful of some things that you think like for him and for her. And then you're like, I don't know. That's like for both. Right. So yeah. 
Yeah, spa day isn't just for her. Yeah. Hey. Ooh, come on now. I love that, Lori. Gosh. You could do something like treat yourself. Or, treat yourself. You know, you don't have to be like <laughs> splurge. Right. Splurge. Right. <laughs> because women drink bourbon and guys get manicures, Thank right? You. I mean, let's just be yeah. honest. With I think we can all stop thing. doing that now yeah. in auctions. Okay. Right. <laughs> I love that. What about um, talking about how you can print data around what items worked for you and what items don't work for you? Right. At the end of your auction, you should be able to look and see, wow, holy cow, the entertainment category got all these bids and all this bid activity. But crafting with mom over here (laughs) got like one, you know, bid. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you data for the next year of what kind of items you want to be soliciting. So you're putting your focus towards items that are lucrative towards gaining Absolutely. money for your organization. And that's why categories are important. Yeah. You put everything in one category called silent auction, and then you go run a category performance report, which you should have access to, and it shows you how many items and what the average starting bid was and what the ending bid was and kind of what the, you know, kind of the growth in terms of you know, how you did against fair market value in that category. When it's one category, it's not super helpful. Right. But to your point, it's like, wow. And you can My go to your solicitors. Love wine, right? Oh, right. How do we and, get more of these items for next year? Well, and you can tell. Like, I mean, we've been to events where they're like, well, these items didn't really sell. And I've been to the event. I'm like, I'll tell you why they didn't sell. It was <laughs> the Children's Museum. It was the zoo. It was all these things. And everybody in the room was over 60 years old. Mm-hmm. So guess what sold? Trips and wine. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. And so that you, you have to look at the life stage, too, of the people that are in there and say, are they – you know, going to be interested in the types of stuff I'm getting donations for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And do you want to say no to some items that yes. are given to you? Do you say no or do you just stick them in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, this like, is what I tell everybody to say. So um, we have the ability to add items in through our mobile bidding device. Uh, anybody can add an item. And I usually tell people when they send the thank you note back just to say thank you so much for your donation to our event. We're going to evaluate whether we'll be able to place this in this current event or use it for something in the future, mm-hmm. right? So we were at an event once and this, and this <laughs> quilt came out. And so this lady said, it's not going to sell. I said, oh, let's keep the hopes up. She goes, nope, this is the fourth year in oh. a row. <laughs> the quilt has been in the auction. <laughs> That's when I would feel bad as somebody working the auction. Yeah. I would bid on it. Yeah. Just- just so like, bad for let's her. Put this out of its misery. <laughs> right. Right. I'm gonna bid on this it's, little quilt. That's yeah, right. it's a good one. Aww. And I know there's a lot of pressure also for certain, you know, auction managers that you know you have donors that are gonna watch that item, and they want to know exactly what it goes for. And I feel sorry for you because I've been in that boat too, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get a donation and they're, per, you know, they want it to go for a certain amount of money, right? Or they want you to start it at a certain price, and those are tough, right? I mean, the, that's a you know, that's a bit of a negotiation you kind of have to do. But every once in a while, like, we'll go in and, and when those items aren't selling at an auction, you know, we'll say, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to just have it not sell or do you want to have it lower, you know, and, and, you know, we'll have to get, you know, kind of a game time decision on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah. One thing I want to just kind of round out our conversation with here is those those items that walk in the door with the person the night of the event because that happens all the time and almost every event I work so yeah. it feels like somebody's dropping off an item yeah. so I would say you know part of the technology that you use might 
be able to give you the ability to do that right from your phone as an auction manager. Yeah. And man, that's nice. And send messages out right and there. Say, hey, just look had a what new we one. just, in fact, I even have a client that has a whole category called late but great. <laughs> That's a great idea. That. That's a great idea. Yeah. And so then I she can idea. use that broadcast message function to say, hey, folks, we just added a new item. Check it out right here. Hyperlink it. And then that item is going to get the proper attention it deserves. I'm going to remember that. It reminds me of the auction I did out in North Carolina where the guy oh. walks in the door and <laughs> it was a piece of a NASCAR car. So the driver had gotten in a wreck. The car had completely been demolished. He took a piece of the scrap metal and signed it. <laughs> That's kind of so cool. He walks in. Is kind of cool, but you're like, if I was a NASCAR this? person, <laughs> oh right, what is this? Well, we got to draw a story around it. That's right. Yeah. Well, so anyway, in North Carolina, but, it's not too difficult to sell that to a crowd. No. no I mean, y'all are my country. people, North Carolinians. Yeah. I'm just saying. We love NASCAR, yeah. but I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, okay, great. We got to get this item added. It is a what would you yeah, call that? Is that a Fender? Yeah. <laughs> that item got a lot of bits at night metal, from, my, from what I recall. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. very fun. Yeah. Well, this has been a good conversation. Yeah. Um, I think we've covered a lot in terms of how to just kind of make sure that your auction items are properly named, described, organized into categories, starting bids, bid increments, all that kind of great stuff. So thank you guys so much for joining us again on this. And stay tuned. We'll have a lot more advice that we'll give you in future versions of Elevate Your Event. <laughs>